Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 7th, and I am heading out early, early, early today to Nashville, Tennessee for the Teach Them Diligently Conference. If you guys are in the area, come on out and say hello. I have a whole bunch of encouragement to bring you. The rest of you, we're going to spend some time today talking a little bit about some of the fruit of false teachers. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys. So first of all, I'm just going to start off by doing something I don't normally do and ask you if you could please be in prayer for our family. So we recorded uh, the podcast for for Monday. Um, and right after that, uh, well, within hours of, of that, uh, we had the water pipes burst in our house. And I don't know what the deal is <laughs> with our family, but when it seems like whenever we get attacked, uh, water is always somehow in the combination. And this time last year, we had the water main to our house uh, burst, which was terribly expensive uh, to fix. And we ended up fixing it ourselves. It took us about a, uh, about a month to do it. Had to dig up the whole line outside of our house and tear out our yard and do all that stuff. Well, a couple of days ago, we discovered that uh, the hot water pipes underneath our house have now uh, burst. And there is incredible amount of damage under our house. And uh, we just discovered this and now we leave today for Nashville. So, uh, and it looks like the insurance company might not cover it. (laughs) So uh, if you guys could pray for us, you know, sometimes we think, do you guys ever feel this way? Like, I can't catch a break. I can't get ahead. And I was thinking about it this morning uh, because we have to get up pretty early to get on a flight. And there's so many things that go into uh, anytime we leave town, so many things that go into it, you know, um, just making sure, like I said, we're bringing a couple of our kids with us this week. So we're pretty excited about that. But just the, as you can imagine, just the flight and the speaking and the anticipation of what God's going to do. And then knowing we're going to come home to this chaos at our house. <laughs> so I don't normally ask for a prayer for myself, but uh, we would love it if you guys would just pray for us. I believe in the power of prayer. And I also believe this is a huge distraction uh, from the enemy right now. There were several things that happened the day that we found out about the uh, the burst pipes in our home, not the least of which was I stabbed myself in in my eye with a pair of scissors. Do not even ask me how I did that. It's a long story, but you could pray for uh, for my eye as well. I went and saw the eye doctor, and he was just like, "Girlfriend, what is your problem?" <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't know. So there's a lot of things going on. I want to encourage you if you haven't checked out what we're doing over at Mom Strong International. Uh, that's what, kind of what we're going to be talking about today, just the fruit of false teachers and why we need to be discerning in the culture today. But we are living in an incredible time, an incredible time what's happening in the world around us. There are incredible things happening in the United States and around the world. Cre- incredible things happening with Israel. Uh, it's just, I can't say the word incredible enough. It's an incredible time to be a Christian. 
And we need to know the Word of God. And over at MomStrong International, that really is the heartbeat behind what our entire family is putting our energy into, is trying to equip uh, women, mothers in particular, but also uh, grandmothers and uh, anyone who has influenced the life of a child to really know your Bible. And we're starting out, we're just a few days now, seven days a week, I guess, into the month of March. This Monday, so just a couple of days ago, we started on a brand new series over at MomStrong International uh, called uh, The Five Traits of False Teachers. It's an online Bible study. You can download the the PDF and write in it, and uh, you can punch holes in it, stick it in a notebook. You can start a MomStrong International group in your home or in your church. But I just want to encourage you, uh, there are over almost, I think, 5,500 of you now over at MomStrong International, and it's continuing to grow. You can register there for a free account and have access to the uh, the monthly scripture writing that I do. This month, we're talking about, obviously, um, traits of false teachers. So we're going to take you through the book of Second Peter and obviously into uh, into Second Timothy. But it's important that God's children are aware that there is a spiritual component to everything that we go through in this life. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against principalities, against the prince of the power of the air. In other words, we can't see the enemy. And I was thinking about how frustrated I was when my husband called me and told me that the insurance company was likely going to find a way not to pay for the broken pipes under our house, the hot water pipes. And, uh, And I instantly felt I was instantly angry. And I was thinking, who am I angry at? <laughs> well, the obvious person to be angry at is my husband, right? <laughs> right? Because, you know, when there's no one else to be angry with, and I was thinking to myself as I was uh, driving home and so frustrated that the enemy loves to uh, to worm his way into our relationships and he'll do it any way he can. So if you guys are feeling stressed in your life right now, if you're frustrated with your children or frustrated with your homeschooling or frustrated with your marriage or maybe like me, you're frustrated with the mold that's growing underneath your house that you never knew was there. Uh, I want to just encourage you that God sees all those things and he wants us to turn our worry into worship. Like we said uh, during the week of the election and actually the night of the election, I was telling moms, listen, let's turn your panic into praise. The enemy can't hang around when you praise the Lord. He really can't. He has to leave at the name of Jesus He cannot stay around. And the Bible says that it is important for us to recognize our enemy when we see him and to be able to identify him and call him out. And so that's kind of what the first week of the study is. If you have not yet downloaded, which by the way, if you love what we're doing here at the podcast, this is a fantastic way for you to support our ministry and study the Bible with us. So it's just a little bit under $9 every month, or uh, you can also pay Uh, an annual fee and have access to all the Bible studies that we're doing here. But if you love what God's doing here and it's encouraging to you, it would really encourage us uh, just to see you join the study and uh, talk to us on the forums and and study the Word of God with us. It also helps our family and this ministry support itself financially. So I want to kind of get into a little bit of, of, uh, of this first week of this study that we're doing, Five Traits of False Teachers, over at MomStrong International. The the four weeks that we're going to be studying, the first one this week is basically we're talking about rotten fruit, which I spoke about a little bit last Wednesday as we wrapped up our study in the book of John. And then we moved on to the introduction of five traits of false teachers. But the truth is, when you look at the life of someone who's not following God, the first thing you're going to begin to see is rotten fruit. In other words, you're going to sort of begin to smell a rat. 
And we want to be able to to do that as believers. Listen, uh, Satan is a puppet master, right? He's a puppet master. He'll work through people. That person at work that's driving you insane that you think is getting underneath your skin. Can I just encourage you right now? Go back and ask the Lord, Father, what is it that the enemy would like me uh, not to see in my in how I'm relating with this person and what I'm doing? Because we want to be able to go back to God's word. Because listen, Satan is strategic. He's strategic. And I heard uh, Pastor Phil Hopper, uh, I've been kind of, my friend Stephen Dane Lambert got me uh, really interested in uh, a church in Kansas City, Missouri, actually in Lee Summit, Missouri, called Abundant Life. And there's a pastor there, Phil Hopper, who that dude is bringing it. He is bringing the word. So if you're anywhere in uh, the Kansas City, Missouri area, you should go check this guy out. Uh, But I've been really fascinated because he's talking a lot about what I'm talking about. And I really think God has laid it on the heart. Uh, of men and women of God who have access to a platform, and God has given us the opportunity to speak the truth of His Word, whether it's through podcasting or through pastoring or through ministry to to women or mothers or whatever it is. Uh, I'm hearing themes over and over and over again about spiritual warfare, and Phil Hopper is talking about strategies to defeat the enemy. And I just happened to catch his uh, his sermon last week online, but it was just really encouraging me because he totally hit the nail on the head when he said that Satan is strategic. He said, if you're not studying the enemy, rest assured, he's studying you. I'm going to say that again. The enemy is strategic. Satan knows exactly what he's doing. He's been uh, practicing on human beings since the dawn of time. And if you're not studying the enemy, rest assured, the enemy is studying you. He knows the weaknesses in your heart. He knows your your uh, your natural tendency toward responding to any particular kind of uh, sinful stimuli, whether that's through pain or through financial struggle or through loss or whatever it is that you're struggling with. And men and women, we have got to know God's word. The Bible says in John 10, 10, this is Jesus saying that, that the thief comes in order to kill and steal and destroy, right? That's the enemy. He's talking about Satan. Uh, Jesus is saying, let me tell you, a little, let me give you a little bit of insight into the enemy of your soul. First of all, he's a liar, right? We know that about him. But the, but Jesus went on to say that the thief, he's talking about the enemy, comes to kill and steal and destroy. That's the only purpose that he comes at all. That's what the Bible says. The thief comes only in order to kill and steal and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full, have it in abundance, have it until it overflows. I think this is such an interesting comparison between Jesus who said, I have come to give you life and I've come to set you free and the enemy who's come to kill and steal and destroy. Jesus came to set the captives free, but Satan comes to take us back into captivity. He's coming for those of us who have freed ourselves through the blood of Jesus And he wants to take us back into captivity. And the struggle that we face with the enemy of our soul is never physical. You know, I spoke uh, to uh, Katie Bennett, and she's going to be on the show with me tomorrow. I I recorded it a couple days early because I'm going to be, hello, in Nashville. And she was talking about God's leading her into a different place in her life to be a heavenly-minded mom. In other words, to be looking at what God is doing beyond the here and now to eternity, to setting our eyes and our heart toward eternity. And this is sort of the cry of my heart for you, particularly as we study Satan's influence in false teachers, because the Bible teaches us that it's never physical. It's always spiritual. It's always spiritual. First uh, Peter 5, 8 describes the enemy as a roaring lion who prowls around literally seeking someone to devour. He is actively looking for uh, 
for people to bring into captivity. Jesus came to set the captive free. Satan wants to take us into captivity. He is a roaring lion who controls through fear and intimidation. And the other way that we know, uh, and I mean, you guys, listen, don't take my word for it. Check it out. That's 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. But we also know that the enemy comes, that Satan comes disguised as an angel of light. And so if you want to know how he deceives today, all you got to do is look to see how he's always deceived human beings. He does it through emotional, emotionally based reasoning. He makes us to uh, make decisions based on our emotions rather than what we know to be true from the word of God. So if we look to 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, we see the Apostle Paul issuing a pretty stern warning to the church in Corinth. He's saying, I have this fear that you will be deceived like Eve was deceived, basically said through the craftiness of Satan. He's saying, I have this fear about you. Why? Because he recognizes that false teachers have infiltrated the church in Corinth and they have come in and they are speaking on behalf of God, false apostles going in to undo the work the apostle Paul had done. And they were teaching a false theology. And what they did in, in, in the midst of teaching that false theology was that they began to sow seeds of dissension among God's people. And the apostle Paul is saying, listen, you have to be on guard against the enemy of your soul. So how did Satan deceive Eve? He transformed himself, according to God's word, into an angel of light. The archangel became a dark angel. And he's doing the same thing right now in the church today. And so for those of you who have downloaded uh, the study that I have written for you on the five traits of false teachers, I'm going to take you really quickly uh, to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. It says, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Have you guys noticed how theologically fractured the church is today? I was reading the blog of a very well-known, uh, I'm not even call her Christian, I'm a pseudo-Christian author not too long ago who is a living in a homosexual relationship and claiming the name of Jesus. And so many in the church are being taught either by design or neglect that what God says in his word is no longer relevant if your feelings tell you otherwise. But we know from studying what happened to Eve, Eve was deceived by the by Satan. He disguised himself. She wasn't afraid of him. I don't know about you guys, but if I went out into my uh, into the woods in my backyard and uh, I saw a snake, well, actually, I don't like snakes at all. <laughs> so I think first sign of a snake, I'm out of there. Like I, you know, I'm done. It's over for me. My my little uh, little she's not little anymore. My 12 year old daughter Sydney loves. Uh, anything to do rodents. She loves them. She loves tortoises. She loves snakes. She, I mean, I don't know if she loves spiders, but she's always bringing uh, snakes that she finds in our woods up into our home. And a couple of years ago, she brought a snake, a rubber boa, which is kind of an unusual thing to find here and kind of a, kind of really a treat. We thought that God allowed her to find this beautiful uh, creature who's very, a very gentle snake. So I looked it up on Google. We took pictures of it. We knew instantly this is a rubber boa. So I looked it up, kind of a small snake, and it likes to wrap itself around your wrist and uh, it gets warm through your skin. And I want to know, first of all, I want to know, is the snake dangerous? And so I looked it up. And so I did what all good mothers would do. And I looked up Google and Google said, no, it's really, the snake can't really hurt you. It doesn't really bite. It's very a docile creature. And then right below that, it said, the snake is very intelligent. The snake can get out of enclosures. And so I told Sydney, because she wanted to bring the snake into the house. And she said, mom, I'll put it in a terrarium and it won't get out. And I was like, um, no, 
when pigs fly, I will let you bring that snake into my home. Well, I let her put it out on the on the porch and we put rocks on this little covering that we had over it. And at least she told me she did <laughs> tried to secure this thing. We went out the next morning and wouldn't you know it, that snake was gone. And I told Sydney, I said, aren't you so glad that that wasn't in our house? Because even though I've been told the snake is docile, if I thought there was a snake in my house, even a, even a nice one, I would be renting a room at the Best Western until it was found. It's just how I am. And if I go into the backyard and a snake was talking to me, I guarantee you I would have freaked out and run the other direction. First of all, snakes don't talk. So somehow the enemy, uh, uh, Satan, was able to disguise himself into something other than what he actually was. He was able to disguise himself to the point where Eve was apparently comfortable enough to just chat it up with him. And that's kind of what Satan is doing today. And I got to tell you guys, few things are more alarming to me in the modern church than our lack of biblical literacy. We've forgotten that we're on a battlefield. We've forgotten that there's a spiritual struggle between good and evil, and it takes place every single day in our churches. Uh, My sister texted me a message uh, the other day Her kids go to a public school in a small town in Oregon, and they came home with some books in the library, one of which was called I Am Jazz. Well, I already knew about this book because um, I'm sort of, uh, I I try really hard to just know what's going on around me. And I knew that this book was about a transgender uh, transition from male to female. And she didn't know this. She'd never heard of the book. She liked the cover. It looked, uh, it was sweet and colorful and it looked like a sweet story and it had a sweet title. And she said she started reading it to her kids. And about 10 minutes into it, she was like, whoa, 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 this is a lie. So she said, I had to have this conversation with my kids about how about how uh, darkness likes to disguise itself as light, which is exactly what the Bible says that Satan does. And we have to know the truth. We have to know the truth of God's word. According to the Bible, the um, God, God, the Bible says of itself that the Bible contains everything that we need to know to find victory against the enemies of our souls. And so for the next several weeks at MomStrong International, we're going to be learning how to recognize a false teacher and false teaching from a true shepherd. And I want you to remember in the midst of all this, because I think sometimes we can feel overwhelmed by it, that just as God preserved Noah and rescued Lot, which we can read about also in Second Peter, which we're going to keep doing at MomStrong this week, the Lord will rescue his true followers from people who teach a false gospel and live a false life. And so as we focus on Second Peter 2, I'm going to encourage you, if you're not already writing out the scriptures with me, hop in there and do it. I'm telling you, a little uh, time in God's word every day is going to change your life, women. It's going to change your life. And you'll read in 2 Peter 2 that Peter begins by exposing the fruit of false teachers. He's teaching that a false teacher can be recognized by the fruit of a compromised life. And as we recognize that, we begin to cry out to the Lord and say, Father, show me what it looks like when I'm relying on my emotions rather than the truth of your word. And in this culture where truth has become so subjective and so relative, I hear it all the time in my neck of the woods, you know. Uh, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. Listen, the very definition of truth is that it mirrors reality. Truth mirrors reality. So in other words, it doesn't matter. I mean, I can tell you there's no such thing as gravity, but as soon as I walk off my front porch outside, the reality of my situation is going to make the truth of my situation very clear to me. And for some reason, we have allowed the enemy to so infiltrate our churches and infiltrate our culture uh, that, that the enemy is coming in and he is disguising himself as an angel of light, and we are sacrificing truth on the altar of a misguided mercy. 
And the truth that we're speaking of as truth today no longer mirrors reality. And so we want to be talking um, with each other and having an open discussion and an open dialogue about what truth actually is. And the first place we find truth is in the word of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So we're going to start there in God's word and talk about what it means to, to, uh, to see rotten fruit. How can we look for rotten fruit? What kind of sins does does uh, Peter call out? How can we see them? What is the commonality between a fruit and then uh, the the root that brings forth that rotten fruit? So what is the root sin behind some of these things that Peter talks about in 2 Peter chapter 1 and 2? So I hope you guys will dig into the word of God with me. I'm not asking you for an hour every day. I'm saying just dig in with me for 10 or 15 minutes, no longer than you're spending listening to this podcast. And I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit will talk to you and he will speak to you and you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind as you come to know God better and know his word for yourself. There is power, men and women, in the word of God. The Bible says it's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to cut to, through bone and sinew to get to the heart of the issues that we are dealing with in the culture today. So that's why I'm so excited about uh, studying this particular topic with you. I hope that you'll join me and uh, and really just dig in. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can comment on the forums over at MomStrong International, or you can shoot me an email at podcast at thebusymom.com. If you are in the Nashville, Tennessee area this weekend, come on out and see me. My family and I will arrive in Nashville tonight, and I will be at Teach Them Diligently starting tomorrow. God has given me a message, I think, that will encourage and bless you. So come on out, say hello, say uh, you can come and meet some of my uh, my children and my amazing husband. We are there uh, for the entire conference to just bless and encourage you. So you can find more information at teachthemdiligently.net or at HeidiStJohn.com. In the meantime, you guys, I hope you'll open up your Bibles with me to the book of Second Peter, get involved with MomStrong International, and I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.